Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. What up? What's going on, boys? How we feeling? Fall is upon us. Is Fall it? is upon us. I mean, it, well, the, well, it's it's gotten the cold snap. Ah, we've had some uh, some cold more pretty cold mornings. Christmas. Yeah, mornings. yeah, it's great, man. It's sleeping weather. It's good sleeping weather. Is what it is. Right, but when you have to get your kids to school, <laughs> then it's and leave by quarter till weather. seven, then you can't you can't do that. That's that's the wife's problem. Oh, I, I see. I'm, I'm divorced. I <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey now. <laughs> Well, I, I feel for you, buddy, but I got to say, I'm loving this weather. We had two mm -hmm. fire. We had two campfires over the past weekend. That sounds it was great. It's pretty awesome, dude. Yep. We saw like the first leaf hit the ground. There was a bit of tinge in the air. We're like, let's get some ciders. Let's make some, some s'mores. Autumn's arrived. Autumn's here. We're ready. You love it. You love you it. Smell the salt in the air. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's it what's it like where you're at, Greg? I, I, where am I? I'm in Chicago. It's oh, a little it's a little huh? brisk, uh, but it's not. You know, the the fall vibes are. Well, they're not super strong, but they're 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 coming. It's not. It doesn't feel summery really anymore. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Before I mean, last week I was talking to you guys from Philly. It did not feel like fall there yet. No. Okay. Um, last week, yeah. Last week, early last week, it wasn't fall like. Gotcha. It was still no. summer. No, right no. On. it was like Friday last week. So yeah, I, I flew from Philly uh, to Indianapolis on Wednesday night to link up with the uh, Red Knot Chili Peppers. And we want Chili Willie. <laughs> there it is. We yep. want Chili Willie. I, I, we we I don't think we had one of those last week. Uh, well, in any we case, we didn't. I when I was listening back. I was like, man, I missed my chance. Uh, I, okay. I, I, right. I got gotcha. you. And I would like to take, I, I apologize. I got gotcha. you. Everyone, I'm, fans and, and you guys are like, glad well, you're, yeah, accepted. You, bu you button hooked me. Oh, yeah. Regular stop back over here. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, um, I got to the airport in Philly pretty early just because of the logistics. And then 6.30, they're like, okay, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll uh, get you guys lined up here momentarily once the crew checks out the plane. And they came back five minutes later, like, plane's not working. Plane is broken. <laughs> there is no, uh, we're looking for another plane. Uh, uh -oh. We'll give you an update when we get it. Whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> we'll give you an update whenever we have one. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh -huh. Four hours go by, no updates. Hey, it's, it's like, at least they checked it, right? It's like 10.30 p.m. now, <laughs> no updates. Suddenly they're like, okay, do we have any pre-boarders? <laughs> it's like, like oh. half the people have left. And so really? I, it was just basically like, 20 of us on this plane i landed i landed in indianapolis at like one and then wait uh, did i hear you correct you got there at 6 30 in the morning no 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 this is at 6 30 at night okay yeah okay yeah. okay yeah still yeah. terrible but okay yeah just the just the not knowing was yeah. was kind yeah. of like mm -hmm. man you know i'm more patient let's than i think you guys let's have an update yeah, yeah something you know even, they, they could have even have told us like it might happen. Right. We didn't even know if <laughs> right. it might happen. There's a plane landing that we may be able to use. Yeah, or and they they need the crew and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, it's it you know it's tough out here in these streets, man. But anyway, mm. I wasn't <laughs> luck, luckily. I had room for error. The gig wasn't until the next night, and so oh, we yeah, nice. we we all got there. We played a place in Indianapolis. By the way, Indianapolis, very very nice city. I like it. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a unfortunately this venue that we used to love playing there called the Vogue. They switched to concert promoters, but now this guy's at a new place, so he had us at the new place called the Hi-Fi. And the uh, Hi -Fi. yeah, and so um, good stuff. Good, good stuff. We nice. had we had we had a great show that night. Cool. Uh, made some new friends, and uh, then we went over to oh, we played a vineyard in a cornfield. Uh, now you might be like, wait, a vineyard in a cornfield? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> They raise all their grapes in uh, Washington State and then truck them to this uh, okay. winery. You know, so they so they get they grow so they're the importing grapes, grapes, they, yeah, and, and then but then they process them in Indiana and they have this huge stage and it's like I mean like you would never find this place in a million years. But there were like five hundred huh. people that showed up and we rocked out. I drank I I just brought a bottle. I was I did, kind of did like the Eddie Vedder thing, like just kind of like brought a bottle of wine <laughs> right. on stage with me. Um 
And then uh, we played at a place called the Hobart Art Theater last night, wow. uh, which was actually the first venue we played coming out of COVID. Oh, okay. So oh. it was kind of a strange okay. little, like, you know, kind of Welcome back. circle. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, how the weekend went. And then we've got four shows starting Wednesday at the Bluebird in Bloomington, Indiana. I did a. The Bluebird? I did, yeah, I did the old uh, Deja. Uh, what, what, what do I call it? Bienvenue. Mm. Bienvenue. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There's that bird over there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that little bird. That was a, that was a bird land. Mm hmm. Or just tying it all together. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> I got to bring that. I got to bring Birdland back, man. That was that yeah, was a good one. All right. So then, anyway, there you hey, have it. Hey, speaking of Birdland, speaking of Birdland, how about the Baltimore Orioles? Hey, clinching their first playoff berth since 2016, baby. Right on. Wow. Now back it now it, it counts. Yes. Well, right. well, not yet, but but it will count soon. I'm speaking of baseball. I'm going to see the Cubs tomorrow, Wrigley Field. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. And uh, going to Chicago Music Exchange. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Cool. Um, pick, me up, pick me up a 51 black card while you're there, okay? Uh, okay, I'll see what I can do. Just if you see one. you know. Okay. Decent. Doesn't have to be perfect. You know. Well, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Sweet. Nick, mm -hmm. what's up, man? Oof. Man, uh, yeah. I th well, the weather turned this weekend. We went. Uh, we went to the park. It actually was quite lovely. Look, quite lovely, actually. Like, it, I appreciate it. I appreciate it this year. Getting back to school this year for me has been awesome. This is traditionally your low part. Your you're low right. Point. Yeah, it, you're nadir. It, it, absolutely. This season, for all years past, has been yes. the. Oh, here comes here comes the cold. Here comes the. You know, shorter days, um, yeah. but not this year, buddy. Hmm. Yeah, excited to be back oh, in school. We went to the we went to the park on Saturday. Charlie was supposed to have a a big soccer game in Upper Marlboro, oh, yeah. which we had to leave for at like eight, uh, and right at the last second, got a phone call that it was canceled. So oh. ended up having the whole day to hang out, and yeah, he was not happy, but it's okay. It worked out. Nice. There'll All be others. Yeah. Well, well can I give you an update on 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 my? Uh, first grade soccer players, my first grade oh, yeah. soccer team. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're here yeah, for. Yeah, we, we had our second game this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, it was a hard-fought battle. We played the blue team. Uh-huh. The, the blue tanks. Okay. Against okay. the green dragons. All right. Yeah. Uh, we went up early 2-0. All right. They uh, they were playing a, a low block. Like, they weren't coming out on attack at all. So we were trying to, like, we were trying to force the issue. Mm -hmm. Really, they were trying, I would, I want to say they were trying to play a counterattacking style, but they weren't really counterattacking. They were just all sitting back in there. Ineffective. Ineffective counterattacks, yeah. <laughs> but we couldn't get through them, man. And then, uh, you know, fourth quarter, they somehow sneaked a goal in. Uh -oh. It was just a complete accident. Snuck, snuck a goal in. Oh, uh, two ones then, the worst. Yeah, two ones the worst. I was sitting over there, like, just biting my nails. I got nothing left. And then my boy Harrison... Marches it up the field, smacks it in the back of the net, right on uh, oh. about two minutes left. Back to that 3-1 win. Pad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. My well boy done, Harris. boys. As I understand well it, if I read the reports correctly, there was a there was a rough practice last week, but you guys bounced back from that. My goodness, was it a rough practice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it was as I said to you, Nick, at practice. It was like all of the parents collectively fed their kids a pipe of high quality crack cocaine right before they came to practice. <laughs> right. They were all just bouncing off the walls and there was no uh, walls because we're in a, field, a soccer field. Mm -hmm, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But I will give the boys credit. They bounced back. They mm. played as a team. Great work, Green Dragons. Up Bring it on game day. 2-0. Two, two, oh. Bring it two, on oh. game day. All right. Yeah, baby. Woo. Damn. All right. Well, let's um, do this thing. That's a lot. Let's get into this, baby. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, crushing the opposition and going up 2-0 since 2018. Happy to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. Uh, this is episode 215 of the You Should Check It Out podcast, marching up that hill. Happy to be here with you. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And man, we have an awesome show for you tonight. You know it. Nick uh, is going to be starting things off. He's got a recap. He found a cool article about a recap of... Kind of the revenues of the music industry over the past year. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Be giving us an update on yeah. that. Yeah. 
And uh, Mr. Greg is going to be diving back into the mall. That's right. I got, I got, Are we? We got to pick up some sneakers. Doing some more shopping? That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right baby. Perfect. Uh, going to be talking some hot topical on uh, some guys who stepped in it uh, last week. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be um, kind of cooling the palate after mm. all of that with a fun game. Ooh. Yeah, it's a new game. Hopefully less stressful than some of my past games. I, I find all your games to be delightful. No. You guys were both crying after the last game. That's true. I remember enjoying uh, it. There were tears. There were tears and, you know, multiple death threats I, on my house. Uh, believe it or not, it's, there's, there's a lot of emotions that get me to tears. That was joy. <laughs> as long as they're joyful, joyful and not hate-filled tears, no, I'm Absolutely okay not. Absolutely not. All right. Well, Mr. Klein, yes, take sir. us away, sir. We're going to kick off with some music. Um, mm. I, was, uh, I was going through all sorts. Of, I've listened to a lot of good stuff recently, but came down to picking one today, and I, I had added, I've had this, I have this set list called Check It Out. Um, and <laughs> when I, when I want to have a song for consideration, I'll throw it over there. Hey, speaking we, of which, speaking of set lists, let's throw this out. It, yeah, we, we still do have a Spotify set list. So, guys, just if you, I've been keeping track of this since episode one wow. of the podcast if you guys want to check out any of the stuff the music that we've played on the podcast mm-hmm. i have it all on it's on a spotify playlist you go to you can yep. check it out it's called yscio official soundtrack search for it on spotify it's got all of the songs that we've played on this here or, podcast. or, or so. you can go to you should check it com slash playlist i think it indeed is. thank you yeah nice it's either playlist or set list let me throw that out there so anyway so i i found this song i rarely actually pick these songs that i put on the set list um, of the, the check it out set list. Um, I'll go back and listen to it and be like, what? No, I don't want to play that. <laughs> I listen, I was listening through some of them this evening and this one came back up and I was like, you know what? This is, it's, I don't, it, it had a cool sound. It had a cool sound. This is actually from a, a project, uh, under the band name Super Violet, um, which was an offshoot of the band Sidekicks, which I'm not oh, okay. terribly familiar with, but but I remember listening to some of their stuff. So it's basically their lead person's like project that he put out uh, this past year. Um, so this song is called Big Songbirds Don't Cry. figured it out it, it that's what it is it's when i hear a song and i and i wonder would either jay or greg like this that i toss it on the list and then and then right. yeah and then and then when it comes to game night then it then i'm like that doesn't reflect what i've been listening to so that <laughs> makes perfect sense now cool. no that's great yeah that's great it's got yeah. got cool little turns in it and i like the guy's voice yeah wow. it's got like a what did it sound like dear prudence <laughs> okay the initial riff is but he's got that little turn in there yeah. Um, no, it's good. I, I, I'll, I'll I can't listen place to that. his voice. I was I was expecting more sadness out of his voice, but he's got a kind of happy lilt to it, which I like. Yeah, there was there's almost like a Neil Young like quality to mm. it that, okay. that 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 doesn't sound put on. Yeah, uh, it sounds natural. Um, but yeah, cool. 
Um, so my topic this evening, guys. Um, yes. This uh, let me see. Variety.com has put out a uh, an article that's summarizing the recording music uh, industry's half year point financials. Mm. Okay, which is a really dry sentence. I know, um, <laughs> but. The, there, there's actually a lot of really interesting stuff in here and stuff that we kind of end up talking about. So it, it, got, it just had all these kind of like, each paragraph is essentially like one data point. But I, I found it kind of interesting. So I thought, real quick, let me run through this. Sure. All right, does that work? Is that okay, Greg? Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Headline for the article, U.S. recorded music revenue grows almost 10%, but vinyl sales, streaming subscriptions level off. Hmm. Uh, and it basically um, it kind of it goes through and talks about the the lion's share of, of of revenue coming in from recorded music is streaming, right? Streaming dominance. Um, sure. And that it was basically an increase of 555 million uh, from last year, uh, from the previous half half year, and that subscriptions now stand at 96 million subscribers. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, but those subscribers, they've actually tapered off substantially compared new to sus- new subscribers. New subscribers, right? right. Um, so year over year, uh, there was there was like a ten percent growth last year in subscribers, and all of a sudden it just kind of like leveled off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've increased the revenue because everybody increased their subscription costs. Right. Uh, so I thought that was that was that was interesting. The uh, the other thing that was cool uh, or was worth noting was that um, that I didn't realize it's the third year consecutively that it's only been three years that vinyl sales have exceeded CD sales. Yeah. Um, but those those numbers have tapered off as well. Uh, but Jade, you 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 seem to think this was interesting. Did you read through this? I did. I did. I thought it was cool. The vinyl thing is interesting that they kind of flatlined this mm-hmm. past year, uh, but they're still outselling cds i it's it's kind of funny like that shouldn't be surprising like in real life but like to say that still is kind of surprising right you know because i i can't think i haven't bought a cd in probably 10 years that's what surprises me (laughs) is that it's it's only been the past three years right yeah because it seems Um, yeah because i can't i don't think anybody buys cds well they don't apparently but maybe it's maybe they're not as much vinyl being sold as we think if like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's the thing is it just people just aren't buying physical music that much. Well, I think I think that's absolutely true. I think the what's the vinyl number? It's 632 million. That's still that sounds like uh, a lot. It does, but compared to the 5.3 billion. Yes. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I, I don't have the numbers, but still like the physical sales still like pale in comparison oh, to the yeah, to yeah, the yeah. streaming numbers. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny too, man. I, I mean, I, I was popping around. I went to three different record stores uh, the last week. Okay, and I'm a, and I'm a big record store guy. Like I ho- I hardly ever step into a store and leave with nothing. And sure. All three times, I just if I did find something I was interested in, it was like an exorbitant amount of money. Uh-huh. You know, I found an yeah. original pressing of like Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion Two. Oh, but, like, but it was original. Yeah. Yeah. How, how much you want to guess? Yeah, this is a good prep for, for my game. Yes. I'm going to say... Want, is, it, that, is that a double album? Original no. Guns N' Roses? No, it's not. A, well, it's not a double album because it was Usual Illusion 2. So funny thing about that, that album is that they released, released two separately. albums. Yeah. yeah, they released yeah. them separately. Okay. Um, so I would say $40. I was going to say $400. Two, <laughs> 280 280. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. 280. I was like, ah, maybe yeah. half of that I would have done, but not two. I can't do 280. I have, yeah. It has a big sentimental value for me. I've, and I've been looking for that one forever. November it's, rain. Oh, it's, that's on Use Your Illusion 1. But, <laughs> but yeah, Use Your Illusion say, 2. What is on Use Your Illusion 2? Um, let me think. Get in the ring? Yes. Get in the ring is on there. Um, Civil War. This is Civil War. There's a song called one, yeah. "Estranged" that I loved. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that's like one of their classics. 
Civil um, War is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, there yeah it but it was just it was a, it was an album I really 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 wanted, and when I was a kid, my mom wouldn't let me get it. <laughs> and so like to, to be like too dangerous. Now I have like the ultimate Here's an NWA version of it. <laughs> You know, you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, if, like, if to get to get like the like artifact of like now I have mm-hmm. the best version of it you can ever have, besides like the master tape, right? You know? yeah. Right. I'm not about to so, break it into slashes. So just out. just to clarify, um, vinyl revenue was at 882 million, right? Of 8.4 billion. Okay. So right. total nuts right. 8.4 billion. Um, streaming comes in at about 5.3 billion. Um, billion. Billion. Yep. Um, but there's been some of like the, the biggest growth actually was in digital and customized radio music. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. And ad supported, uh, uh, music. Like those so were all So you're talking like, about like serious, serious XM. Yeah. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Kind of um, and then there's, uh, Sound Exchange, which I guess is a uh, distributor, yeah. uh, for probably, I would imagine for probably like restaurants and those kinds of things. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. The, and all of them, all of these were up. Yeah, about 16, 17%. That, see, that's interesting to me. And I don't know that they don't have the isolated numbers for, for Sirius XM, but I've, I've really wondered about that. I, I just can't see that Sirius XM has had a huge growth in subscribers because they haven't really had any new content come out since Howard. But and, every new car you get, you get like a three month. Right, right. Like but they've been doing that for years now. I know, but if they just, but I mean that model where if you just get any one person hooked on any of the con of the existing content that you have on that station, yeah. even just a station that always plays the music you like, yeah, um, yeah. which uh, which is I think just as much. You've got the station that is always playing, you know, Beatles music or always playing Dave Matthews or whatever the heck it is you want to listen to. Come the end of that three months, you know, it's like ah, you know, hundred some bucks, hundred fifty, two hundred bucks for. A year of being able to listen to this whenever I drive. Yep. I think it. I think. I think it converts a lot of people. Um, there was one. There's a mysterious thing that's other ad-supported streaming revenues uh, increased 159 million, um, which is up 57 percent. Uh, and uh. it doesn't, within the context of this article, disclose. Uh, but there is at the very bottom of this article a link that says, "Hey, if you want the full premium report, click here." Mm-hmm. And I was like. You know what? Let me see how much this costs, because there might be some there might be some cool nuggets of information in there, um, and and there were. However, when you get to page four, as soon as you try to get past page four, it says you can have this for two hundred dollars, and I was like, oh, mm, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LegalZoom uh, is not paying the bills as much as they were. No. Uh, in yeah, years that's past, that's literally so. the cost for hosting it in a year. So. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> But it turns out what this is is it, it looks like it's TikTok. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because you can pick the music you want to play on TikTok to to back yep. your videos. Yep. Interesting. And they're wow. basically paying license fees. Yeah. For for, uh, for yeah. copyrighted music. That's how. So, um, figure. Did you yeah. ever see? Did you ever see Kevin Parker? He uh, from Team Impala. He screenshotted mm-hmm. a uh, email from his management, like talking about. Like some because because you know, a couple in. of his songs yeah, got yeah, yeah. yeah got yeah. huge on TikTok exactly so there yeah. were some numbers on that thing that were kind of eye popping right yeah yeah cool. so um, yeah so actually pretty fascinating as far as like where the ecosystem is the 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 cooler thing though honestly um, was that a another venue uh, the global entertainment and media outlook. Um, they reported that live and live music is uh, projected to is basically they're expecting twenty three billion for the year, so that puts hmm. it in perspective. So that's for the whole year, right? So that's twelve and a half billion a half. Um, so wow. eight point four billion streaming or recorded music revenue across all, and then basically twelve and a half billion. So, yep, that that sounds good. Is there any perspective or like a no, it's just, what, I mean, basic, they? so big picture, musicians are making, there's more money being generated from live music, and musicians are making more money on live music. Um, Excellent. You sure that, it's all going that, to the musicians? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so then we don't but, know that they're making any more money. <laughs> but but that, okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. 
more Somebody's money making more money. <laughs> I, I would there. imagine that, that more money's being made than from the streaming services. Maybe. I'm not, okay. you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you see, when you hear Peter Frampton being like, you know, I got like 50 million streams for Baby, I got, you know, Baby, I Love Your Way, and I made $1,700. That's what I mean. Like, he gets nothing from streaming services. Right. I, oh, so I'm, you, I'm assuming he makes more on his tour. Right, but... Oh, you said it, the opposite. I did? You said, yeah, you said you assume there's more money from the streaming services. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... But yeah, it's the same. It's the same in the record in, in the concert industry too, you know, because, like, I could tell you from where the band I'm touring with right now, we're starting to get offers from Live Nation venues like the House of Blues, mm-hmm. and the deals are really. Shit. But <laughs> if you want to play ball and play the big venues, mm-hmm. and right. the, and they're right. gonna take a cut of the merch and all that stuff, and oh, it's and they're hardcore right. about it. Like they they count how many pieces of merch you have on you when you enter. You know, wow. you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. It's it. So, you cannot assume that the musicians are actually making more money, but the music industry is. Hey, man, is, trickle down in economics. <laughs> no, no, it's no, no, work out no, for no. You yeah, I, well, <laughs> it was actually cooler to me that there's more people, there's more money being spent on live music, yeah, than yeah. there is to listen to it, to the recorded version, right? So. However, yeah. the dis- distribution of said of said monies, like yeah. that's those are all the other times we've talked about that stuff. Right. I I just I was actually surprised and thought it was cool that more people are, awesome. the people are spending more money on live music. That's nice. true. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, and it and you know and it takes more than just the musicians to make all this stuff happen. Obviously, heck yeah. Um, and uh, you know, but I think there was a big, you know, a ton of successful summer festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still ongoing. I think there was a big one called Riot Fest that just happened. Um, and there's one called Louder Than Life that's coming up. There's still like some big festivals coming up that are going to add to that revenue. Yeah, it's nice. it's I was it, it's interesting. Do, do you realize how low it got? So this, this is the first year. 2023 is the first year that live music's surpassed what it was at before the pandemic. I see. Yeah. So it's going to be at 23 billion this year. 2019 or the the the, the yeah 2020 it was at 5.4 billion. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And then it shot back up to yeah. yeah to like nineteen or something like that the next year. But yeah, it was a bad year. Sure. Anyway, that's what I got. That's awesome, man. Thank All you right. for the report. Not Appreciate a problem. It. Indeed. Not a problem. Who's up? It's you, Greg. Okie dokie. Let's play what a we tune. Doing? Let's play a tune. Uh, this that's is good. Baroness. The last word this is a band I dig. Um, it's heavy band, but not as heavy. It's like I don't think it'll frighten anybody. Give it a listen. <laughs> Check out this guitar. This guitar solo is pretty nasty too. Check it out. Not too shabby. That's a cool sound I like right there. That. Baroness is, is a cool band, man. I, I if if you dig that, I mean that's kind of how they that's their sound. You know that snare was like popping. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. They've been out for a while, maybe like fifteen or twenty years. I probably started listening to them like ten years ago. I saw them open for Meshuggah. 
Meshuggah has a habit of uh, inviting bands that are not like Meshuggah Jr. to open for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that they they, they try to kind of add add <clears throat> a uh, a uh, something like a different vibe, like to kind of spread the vibe, yeah, if you sure. will. And they they very they, they carefully uh, what's it, curate their opening uh, bands. So uh, Baroness, I was excited when I saw when I saw they were on the bill. I thought they were, I thought they were great live. Yeah, I would. Their first few albums are it's like the red album, the yellow album, the green. You know, it, it, you can't really lose. They're all pretty great. They all have great artwork. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, if you like that sound, it's kind of like a stoner metal thing. Yeah. Um, there's a chick in the band. I might actually. I've. I've. I was considering until I saw this story. I was gonna do a heavy rotation ladies night and bring up okay. bands <laughs> that have. There you go. Females well, like it's like on, hard. It's on topic. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I, I might do that next week, unless something else crazy happens. But this week, something pretty interesting happened, and I thought maybe we'd have to go take a trip to the mall. We're going uh, to the mall. Yeah, we're gonna go to the mall. Dude, I gotta hit up lids. Okay, good. Yeah. Get get yourself a new, a fresh O's hat. I gotta get my yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're in the yeah, playoffs, yeah. man. Jeez, exactly. it's crowded. Exactly. Yeah. Well. We're, 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 yeah. I, I, there's, nobody's wearing dicks. masks. Jeez. Is there still a Dix in this in this mall? A what now? A Dix. I don't I know. I wanna go see Dix. <laughs> Gotta get some golf balls. I think we're coming up on yeah, here we go. Oh, oh wait, here we go. Right around the corner. Okay. No, tell Jimmy he can't go on his lunch break yet, okay? I don't care. It's already been half an hour. Hey dudes. Welcome to Hot Topical. <laughs> All right, Delightful. welcome to Hot Topical. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we doing in here again? Well, it seems you like we get a more permanent tap. We seem to find ourselves in here a lot lately. <laughs> it seems like every week there's a a new uh, hot topic to cover mm-hmm. in the music industry, and I don't know if that's maybe because of the climate that we're in, where Seems like every day somebody new is getting canceled for whatever. Is that still really? That seems or maybe, papered. Or maybe it's because people are actually genuinely being out of line and need to uh, face consequences. Okay. So, without putting a personal, uh, you know, I, I I'm in the biz. I don't want to lay this out. This is called all Greg dancing around the issue. Opinions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I'm just trying. No, I want to talk. I want to talk about it, but I also I, sometimes my my mind changes about these things. You know, you're working deals with Live Nation right now, man. You can't be. That's yeah, true. You got to be careful. That's right, and uh, I don't want to ruffle the feathers. But I thought this was too juicy of a story not to to talk about on the podcast. And I thought if one All of right. you guys was going to bring it up, then I wouldn't get to control it. So uh, <laughs> there it is. All right. Well put. Cool. <laughs> well, well thought. Yeah. yeah well considered. <laughs> Yeah. So, in a, in, no, in uh, real talk, uh, we have here uh, a recent New York Times interview with Rolling Stone oh founder Jan Wenner. I hope I'm saying his name. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And this was kind of uh, tossed around in social media. And essentially, here's a guy. He started Rolling Stone. Um, right. He's uh, been a good friend of like Mick Jagger's and Bruce Springsteen's. And he's done a lot of different you know, uh, interviews or at least Rolling Stone did the interviews where he was kind of overseeing them. And then, Mm -hmm. um, in this New York times interview where suddenly he's being interviewed, he talks about how like John Lennon was able to edit his interview after Mm -hmm. the fact. And Bono, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, was able to interview, uh, excuse me, to, to edit his interview afterwards and all that. And you're like, okay, but mainly he was talking about uh, a new book that he was putting out called The Masters, which is kind of a follow-up to his autobiography that he released last year. Okay. Um, so this book is called The Masters. Mm-hmm. And the cover says, The Masters, conversations with Bono, Dylan, Garcia, Jagger, Lennon, Springsteen, Townsend. And so he basically has compiled these interviews with who he considers the philosophers of rock 
Okay. Right. Okay. Now, right. in this New York Times article, the interviewer, whose name David Marchese, or Marches, David Marchese, he asks Jan Wenner why he picked noticeably of the seven subjects, seven white guys. Now, mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, what, what's, what's the angle here? You know, is he is he trying? To, is this some kind of gotcha thing, it, or you're, is it you're, like you're, a valid you're point? You're thinking maybe the interviewer is trying to like get him in a corner, like catch him on something. Right? Maybe, maybe you know okay. because what what if he says, "Look, it's my book. This this is who I wanted to talk about, and that's it." Sure, you know, yeah, that would have been a, f- a fair answer, but that's not what he said. <laughs> um, okay, well, all right. He said something along the lines. He instead, it was kind of intuitive over the years. It just fell together that way. The people had to meet a couple of criteria. It was not just my personal interest and love of them, because again, he's very friendly with these people, got like on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, as far as the women, none of them, like basically women that could have been considered also philosophers of rock, in his words, None of them were as articulate enough on this intellectual level. Mm. So the interviewer says, stop it. You're telling me Joni Mitchell is not articulate enough on an intellectual level? Jan says, hold on a second. Interviewer says, I'll let you rephrase that. Jan says, all right, thank you. It's not that they're not creative geniuses. It's not that they're inarticulate. Although, go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janis Joplin. Please be my guest. You know... Yeah, which that as soon as I read that, I was like, okay, hang on a second, because I was like, Janis Joplin was dead at twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, like how articulate? Like she's like a basically a drug addicted twenty year old. Right, right. You gonna t- and he's like, well, she wasn't a, she wasn't very articulate, you know, intellectually. Yeah. It's like right, yeah, okay, but people still listen to her music. Right, you know what I mean, yeah. and she's still like yeah. iconic, and I don't and know. And she's still known, and she died at twenty, in her at twenty-seven. Yeah, and, yeah. And then of of black artists, he continues. You know, Steve, you wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. Yeah, uh, huh. it, 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 he kind of keeps putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. He, and it, it's very unfortunate. Hey, and you could, you could, I'm not going to read the whole thing right. um, but he verbatim. But keeps going, yeah. But in a sense, he basically reveals that, you know, he, he's like, well, you know, I, I'll, I'll read one more thing. He's like, I, I, sh- I guess I should, I could have gone and found one black and one woman artist to include here <laughs> that didn't measure up to the same historical standard just to avert this kind of criticism, which oh. I get it. I had a chance to do that. Maybe I'm old-fashioned and I don't give a blank or whatever. I wish in retrospect I could have interviewed Marvin Gaye. Maybe he'd have been the guy. Maybe Otis Redding, had he lived, would have been the guy. And wow. it's all about, it's all this like self-grandizing thing about like, my, oh, yeah, our generation, we did a lot, you know, da-da-da. It's like, yeah. well. And, yeah, and, he, and his ego allows him to declare who the masters of that are. Right, and um, yeah. I, I always come back to this thing with critics and journalists of like, bitch, Let's see you get on a stage for two hours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's that's that, that's you know, or like let's hear your what's what's the last song you wrote? You know, right? <laughs> what's the last beat you put together? Yeah. You know, Oh, uh, man. Anyway, I my t- main takeaway though is it doesn't feel like you are this kind of overseer of rock and roll. Which, by the way, I, I, he founded Rolling Stone. He also founded the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. after this interview was kicked off of the board the next day. The next day. Yeah, yeah the next day. <laughs> he was kicked off the board of the thing that he created. And I just feel like that's kind of fair. Again, this is me who I'm, I'm, I'm not usually very, I'm not pro-canceling people. Right. I think that sometimes right. a, lot, a lot of things are taken out of context before the whole story is told. Right. But in this interview, it just seems so clear that he's, if like, how could you be the overseer of I don't rock know, and but roll? His, whoever does PR for him, I'm sure, which is no one. Like, I'm ugh. sure it's no one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get this, just leash this guy. 
Oof. Well, I just feel like, how can you claim to be the overseer of like rock and roll and your generation when you don't even want to acknowledge black or female artists? Like that is, uh, yeah. So that's Especially that's like almost. Ugh. It's almost criminal because like there, yeah. the part of the reason why rock and roll was so powerful is because you had right. like, everyone was everyone wanted to do it. You know, right. it wasn't Absolutely. like it wasn't just like a white guy club. And right. the entire industry, and the reason why it feels right for them to have kicked him off the Hall of Fame is because they, they've done a lot of work to try to be more exclusive to make to basically do that acknowledging that you're even referring that you're referring yeah. to, Greg. Right. So, so um, it's yeah. a it, it, hot topical. It's a, it, it's a hot topic. You know, I, I, again, some you never know. Sometimes these stories bl- get blown out of proportion. Sometimes you never know if this guy, David Marchese, maybe he'll say, oh, you know what? That actually got taken out of context. Sometimes you see that a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that's why I don't like to, to make broad generalization. Hey, you about sent like, this along on what, Wednesday? Like was it was last week, right? It was this weekend. Okay. All this happened this weekend. So, but it's just unfortunate. I don't know. It's, you know? it's funny, Greg, because I actually had the same rec- initial reaction that I feel like you had. When I was reading the headlines and kind of like just mm-hmm. first discovering the story, I was like, oh, no, this is another thing. He said something that was like marginally off color. And now everyone's, <laughs> you know, on him because he's an old white dude, you know. And then I like read it and like, oh, wow. No, no, no. You had a bunch of chances to like fix your really bad statement and you just doubled down on you it. Keep doubling down. And and you're you're just no. Sorry, it's bro. Also, I mean <laughs> And it, what what are you doing? Like what are you what point are you trying to make by saying that Right. Like I don't I don't even I don't even get where he's coming from. I don't I don't have any kind of defense for him at all and I'm not trying to and it's yeah. It's it's really sad. Also, I mean, I got to <laughs> say, for, for me, like, when I read his list, and you know, I'm a music lover just like you guys. My opinion's sure. not, doesn't mean more. That's your opinion. But of the seven, I'm like, maybe two of them. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Dylan, Lennon, okay. Bono, <laughs> pass. Jerry yeah, Garcia, what? pass. Mick Jagger, pass. Springsteen pass, Townsend pass. Sorry, I know Jay doesn't feel that way, but, <laughs> but maybe you guys are best buddies. But that's but that's a fair opinion, and you're not offending me. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> no, and it's not like I haven't heard those those guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Give me like There's a lot of other names, but they but he didn't do past interviews with those other names. Right. This this was all recycled interviews from exactly. from his exactly. publication. Right. Right. So he's talking about it like, yeah, had I talked to that person or what, had it been as good an interview, but, but it's, it, yeah, it's just, ugh. I, I'll end it on, a, on one note. He says, the, 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 uh, Dave Marchese says, well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Jan goes, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't mind seeing the written transcript. I'd be curious to look it over. <laughs> and they published that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is to say, the New York Times does not allow yeah. the subjects to be editors of their art of their interviews. Pretty good, though. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that's that. Quite a, quite a, quite a middle finger there at the end. Uh, well, oh, wow. So anyway, it's I, I mean, I was like, we have to talk about this, and I like. Yeah. The, the other thing yeah, is that I'm I don't glad. want. I don't like to wait a week. This is it's hot topical. It's hot. It's oh be, yeah. It it's is. Hot. It hot, is. Baby. It was hot. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, Rolling Stone was is known for all of that. Like, that's right. All the stories that came out of the seventies, and I mean, can you imagine Hunter S. Thompson doing an interview with anyone right now? Oh God! They, they, they bring him up actually uh, at one point. Check check out the New York Times. I will. Article. I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. And I'm interview. very sorry that I didn't get that whole thing read. Oh, good. No, no, no. I mean, now, now it's it's always good when one of us doesn't know it because I like to get the genuine. Yeah, it's sure. an interesting. Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, but, but uh, I would encourage everybody to get out there. Form your own opinion. I'm not trying to get everybody to hate this guy. I see people, you know, who, who, get, who get online and immediately they're like, this piece of s***, blah, 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 I think blah, a blah. consensus is fine for Hot Topical, right? It is what it is. It's, 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 yeah. I, just, I just want people to think for themselves. Do and it. And be, be aware of the, of the, uh, of the uh, You're asking a lot current there, events. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm just happy I got I myself a uh, cinnamon sugar pretzel from Annie Ann's. Hey, we did get that. that was it nice. was worth the trip. 
And look, there's dicks. <laughs> and there's the dicks. Ah, yes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> big dick. It's a big one. All right. Hey. Take it easy. All right. Jeez, Louise. All right. No, no, there's right, a store boys. called Jeez Louise. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. All right, Good boys. Um, well, thank you, Greg. That was, uh, thank you for taking that one on. Uh, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My it was pleasure. on my list, but uh, I'd rather be doing Jay, a game. Jay Rome. Woo. What up? All right, well, let me play some music first. Uh, right. Nora, Nora Jones. Nora Jones. You guys know I'm in oh. crazy love with Nora Jones, and she's I awesome. Secretly and, love her, uh, too. Yeah. She's, uh, she, has a, she has a podcast that's been out for like the past year. It's called Nora Jones is Playing Along, and it's a really cool uh, concept for a podcast. She just invites artists that she's always wanted to collaborate with and has them on, and they'll talk for a little while, and then they'll play like some duets together. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very enjoyable, very laid back. The latest episode is with two Philadelphians, Questlove and Mr. Christian McBride. Sweet. Pretty yeah. sweet. And uh, they played a song called Why Am I Treated So Bad? Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Whole episode be us. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, dude. And a really cool conversation too. So yeah, check I, out bet, the whole I bet. I got to see him up at uh, up in New York when I was there, right right before the pandemic hit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, fantastic. That. Yeah, at the Vanguard. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you, man. When Joey DeFrancesco passed away, real quick, Jay. I don't want to hijack your no, no go your for bit, it. but Kurt Rosenwinkel, he 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 put put out a uh, a statement and just he was talking about how he used to he was at this special school in Philly for jet for the arts. And uh, that Joey D was there with Christian McBride and Questlove. Like, all they were all there at the same time. Yeah. And then, like, one <clears> day yeah. he walked in to Christian McBride and Joey D playing giant steps at like 300 BPM or something. Oh. And just being like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, just like, how on earth? So, wow. Yeah. But it's, it's just cool to, you know, a lot of, lot of great, a uh, lot of great musicians that, uh, come from that area for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. All right. Well, I ran across an article today that just <laughs> sent me down this crazy road. Where are we going? It turns out that there's an auction that's coming up here soon, and you okay. guys can bid on it if you want to. It hasn't happened yet, but it is uh, part of a lot, and uh, it is an Epiphone guitar string. A string? That Mr. Pa- that Mr. Paul McCartney used when recording the album Rubber Soul with the Beatles back in 1965. Okay. And it is a broken Oof. guitar string, which, and it what, is up for auction now. Which what, what gauge are we talking here? Uh, it, the gauge is unspecified. From the pictures, it does look like an A string, possibly mm. a wound G. Okay. It's hard Ooh. to tell. I, I would say a D or a wound G, depending right. on what. Wound uh, G would be cool. Uh, yeah. I'd pay, um, I'd pay a lot for McCartney's G string. Hey! <laughs> Yay! So, uh, yeah, it turns out this string was, was won by a, a guy who was a dedicated <laughs> Beatles fan who won it in a competition back in 1966, and he just held on to it for all this time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, now that all the baby boomers have gone out and made a bunch of money, you know, rock memorabilia is a hot ticket. Okay, no, 40 so bucks. 40 bucks. Uh, Greg, you want to take a stab at uh, what? No. The broken guitar string, string. wants to go for? Mm, I think I'm going to go over. Okay. Higher than 40? Higher than 40. Higher than $40. <laughs> uh, it's estimated to fetch over $5,000. For a broken guitar Good. string from Paul McCartney. $5,000. So, hasn't happened yet, so we'll, we'll see. But that started me thinking, why don't we play a little game, guys? We'll play a little game called Over Under. Over on Under. On some of the mm -hmm. uh, most famous and infamous rock memorabilia auctions and what they've gone for. So it's, it's a real simple game. It doesn't okay. require any any specialized knowledge. I assume you guys aren't hot and, uh, you know, keeping up on the latest rock auctions so uh no preparation necessary you guys are on equal footing just here. writing down the name of the the game so that i had that for reference that's right it's called over Not under i'm going to give you a price for a i'm going to give you a description of a completed auction that's happened in the last 20 years okay. and uh i'm going to give you a fake price and you guys are going to tell me whether or not you think it's over or under that you get a point if you are correct excellent Does that sound, okay. sound okay all right so we're going to start out Start out easy. And we know well, the year that easy. this auction We're, happened, right? Uh, I don't. Not not in every case. No. Okay. But again, it's 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 all it's all current events type of stuff. All so, right. you know, it's it's in today's dollars, more or less. Okay. All right, first up, a KISS wireless microphone. Among the rarest of vintage KISS toys, the Allcoin Company's 1979 wireless microphone let kids take center stage in their bedrooms and screech Detroit Rock City into the microphone, which was transmitted and amplified through their own AM radio. So I had one of these. These are parents. Not a Kiss one. Not a Kiss one, but it was red. Ah, well, see, that's the thing. If you had the Kiss one, you'd be in business now because these are extremely scarce. And this Kiss mic has sold on eBay for considerable amounts. I am asking for the uh, most recent purchase, and I'm giving you a number of $1,250 for a KISS wireless microphone. Nick and Greg, over or under? Nick, you go first. I'm going to say over. Oh, wait, wait. Over. If I say over, I think the correct number is over. You think the correct number is over, yes. Yes. Greg? Yes. They can't see your picture on the... Uh, the I'm pointing it. <laughs> He's saying over. You can't see me? Two overs. <laughs> we can, but, but we don't have the, the listeners video at home can. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. That is an over. It, it actually sold. Okay. Actually sold for three thousand four hundred dollars on eBay. <laughs> God damn! On eBay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Okay. All right, guys, we're stepping up here. Uh, this would be Led Zeppelin. You guys know the album Presence, right? That's the one sure, where it's, sure it's, do. The, the cover art is the family looking at the obelisk on the table. Okay. Yep. Right. Greg, you're with me? Indeed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Presence. Achilles' last stand. Uh, yeah. That's right. So we are talking about the object from Presence. The obelisk. The black obelisk from the table. The real from one? From the artwork. Oh. Yes. The cover and the object were created by Hypnosis, a UK design house. It features people interacting with a black obelisk-shaped object representing Zeppelin's force and presence without them being present. And while there are reproductions of the object, this particular one came out when the album did and is number 871 out of 1,000 that were made from Alva Museum Graphics in New York. And it sold on eBay for $20,000. Over or under? Oh, we'll go Greg. I'm going to say under. Under. Nick? Yeah. I think under, under $20,000. 20, $20, Two for under. You're both correct. It sold for $10,000 on eBay. Now that was yeah. one. That's out still of remarkable. Uh, yeah, it's a tremendous yeah. amount. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but when there's that many out there, you guys are good at this. All right, we're going to stick with Led Zeppelin here. Okay, this is a light. Okay. a uh, Led Zeppelin 1979 Nebworth Backstage Pass T-shirt. Now, some vintage concert T-shirts have become incredibly valuable, particularly this shirt for Led Zeppelin's two shows at the 1979 Nebworth Festival. The rarity, mm -hmm. the rarity of this item stems from the shirt not being sold at souvenir stands. Right. Rather, it was mm. produced in a strictly limited number and doubled as a backstage pass 
which the band only gave to select fans, which is rock and roll code for groupies. Right. This one sold on eBay in 2011 for $1,000. Over or under? Nick Kline. Over. Over? Greg I says over. Say over. You guys are both on it. It actually sold for, does anyone want to take a guess? 33,000. What'd you say? I said 33,000. I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to guess 15. Well, you both are over. $10,000. Still. Three for three. Three for three. Wow. You guys are great. I I think that was John Bonham's last performance. Oh, snap. Wow. Yeah. There you go. All right, David Bowie. We're talking about his Ziggy Stardust stage costume. The flamboyant flame-adorned jumpsuit that Bowie wore for his 1973 final ever public performance as Ziggy Stardust hit the Christie's auction block in 2007. And it's no surprise that the Starman's satin threads were snapped up for $42,000. Over or under? Greg. Oof. One of a kind. Yeah, I'm going to say over for this one. Over. Definitely. Nick is over. You both are wrong. Really? Sold for $21,500, which seems like a steal when you can get a damn backstage pass shirt for $10,000, right? Wow. I guess 2007. <laughs> but still, the, still, like it, at, at an auction house, Oh, right? wait, th- was, this was sold in 2007, you said? 2007 at Christie's. Yeah, I guess, Christie's. I guess, I guess it, were, if, it would be different if it was after his death. That's probably true. Like but 10 still, years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for the outfits like that, you know? Yeah, I bet you some, I bet you they could get six figures for that now. Yeah, I would think so. All right. That was a good investment. Rolling, the Rolling Stones tongue and lips original logo artwork. Mm. You guys can picture it, right? Yep. So according to legend, the world's most famous rock and roll logo is directly based on Mick's, Mick Jagger's ginormous lips. Not, <laughs> ne- not necessarily so, says John Pash, London Royal College of Art student commissioned by Jagger in 1970 to create the logo for the band. Uh, For his tongue and lips logo, which first appeared on the Stones' 1971 album Sticky Fingers, Pash was was paid 50 pounds. At a 2008 auction, the original artwork was lapped up for $150,000 by London's Victoria and Albert Museum, where it's displayed today. Over or under? By the museum. By the museum. Nick, I'm. It was bought by the museum in what year was it again? Sorry, uh, 2008. For 150 thousand dollars. Correct. Well, no, over or under. Understood, but yeah, um, I'm gonna say under. Under, Greg. I'm gonna I'm gonna split with uh, with Nick here because we got to oh, split at some point. It. I'm gonna go over. Yeah. Oh. So Greg is over, Nick is under, Nick is correct. It sold for $92,500. Wow, that's still... Still a lot. I thought maybe... But yeah. It does I mean, kind of seem like bu- a bargain if it's the only one. I don't know. Yeah, that's I know. That's a, I, I figure, like, the museum will have the, a budget, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right, here we go, guys. We're getting into the uh, upper echelons here. Uh, Janis Joplin's Porsche. Ooh. Giving John Lennon's Rolls-Royce a run for its psychedelic paint job money, Joplin's 1964 Porsche 356 Cabriolet is brushed with a custom mural titled The History of the Universe. It has a bunch of crap on it, psychedelic crap on it. <laughs> after, 20 years, after 20 years on loan to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum, Joplin's siblings sold mm-hmm. their sister's far-out wheels at a 2015 Sotheby's auction for $500,000. Over or under, Greg? Um, I don't know. I think that might be. I think, I think I'll go over. Over, Nick. Yeah. That's where I was going to go as well. Over. You're both right. That would be 1.76 million dollars. Yeah. For that yeah. I mean, like, like this had to be in the millions. <laughs> like you can buy, you know, there's cars that are half a million dollars that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, just the normal the 19, line, yeah. like yeah, a 1964 exactly, right. 356 is going to be in like the 250 to $400,000 range yeah, anyway. Right. <laughs> right. All right, here we go. Bob Dylan's handwritten lyrics to Like a Rolling Stone. 
Hmm. Scrawled on hotel room stationery and annotated with doodles and notes. The lyrics include discarded ideas for building the famous How Does It Feel refrain on alternate lines such as It Feels Real, Shut Up and Deal, and Get Down and Kneel. Hmm. At a... At a 2004 hey, dinner. <laughs> Get down and kneel. <laughs> Shut at up a and 2000... <laughs> It feels so real. At a 2014 Sotheby's auction, the sheets sold for $1.2 million to a mystery tramp who wished to remain unknown. That would be Greg over... No, it's Nick over or under. Over. Over? Hmm. Greg, how much did you say? I said one point two million. Uh, I'm gonna go under. under. I have to break. I have to break from Nick to try to, to at some point to to try to win this thing. So I appreciate your uh, your efforts there, but Nick got it again. Sold for two million dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. That's pretty hot though. Dylan Napkin, all the up. Oh, come on, yeah, that's. Get down and kneel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Two more. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan's Once Upon a Time in Shaolin album. You guys know all about this one. Yeah. They made one copy. Yes. They sold it. It was oh. bought by Pharma Bro Martin yeah, Shkreli. Yeah, right. yeah. And then in 2018, Shkreli was convicted yep. of securities fraud. Uh, blah, blah. The federal court seized his assets, including mm -hmm. the Wu-Tang record. Mm -hmm. uh, that album has taken on a life of its own now, says RZA, who is producing a Netflix documentary on the whole Shaolin saga. The last time I heard, it's somewhere in the Department of Justice in a temperature-controlled room. It sold to Shrelly for $4.8 million. Over or under? Greg. Oh, man. I remember this happening. I can't remember the number. I'll say over. Over? Nick? You said 5.2? 4.8. I'll go, just for just to make it interesting, I'll go under. Under? Mm-hmm. Greg says over. Nick says under. Nick takes it again. It sold for $2.6 million. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a relative bargain, right? Man. <laughs> and now and, it's and so now it's just somewhere in the, in the Department of Justice in a temperature-controlled room. They darn right it's temperature controlled. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I just gosh. think it's amazing that literally no one has heard that album and you can't find it anywhere. Like that is yeah. really, really hard to do in this day and age. Would that here's my question. Because yeah. like in selling it, they had like signed an agreement that he was the only one that was gonna get this copy. Yeah. Does but that it's the feds, man. Does that does that carry over? I would imagine I guess it does, right? Because now it's a Fed asset. So you can't violate the reason why it's worth what it's worth by making by putting it out, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Freaking a! Ugh. I just hope it goes to the Smithsonian or something. We need to call Legal point, Zoom about right? this. Yes, we do. Thank you. <laughs> All right, one more, uh, Greg. I'm afraid you're out of the running here. Uh, Nick's run away with this yeah. one. Yeah, um, but it's been a good game. Luck of the draw. Uh, the last one, Kurt Cobain's MTV Unplugged Guitar, topping the list. Is see, late see it would be, it'd be nice if you asked us like what what happened to this what happened because I I know where all this is <laughs> I just don't know how much how much money it's for I know I know I know who's who owns this but I guess that's useless it's a, it's he gets a, really it's mad a, whenever he loses he games he really does <laughs> yeah this this is the great equalizer these binary games that you come up with <laughs> which I don't need but also you know this is fun yeah you know I. I'll tell you what, Greg, uh, if you can give me one, if you can give me two historical points about this guitar, um, I'll give you two okay. bonus points. Um, How about four? So topping five. the list, hold on, wait, wait. Topping the list is Kurt, the late Kurt Cobain's What Year Martin guitar? Oh, that. I'll say, I guess 75. <clears throat> Sorry. It's a 1959. Okay. No, that's Do you happen to know the model 50. of the Martin? It's a D. 35 is it is that a 28 it's is it 28 it's a d18 d18 okay. yeah it's the basic right. model but you but who but who has it now well that i don't know so if you could tell me that oh i'll give you a point it's pretty sad actually. <laughs> i'm trying man. <laughs> I, I object <laughs> <laughs> 
You're still gonna win, Nick. Don't worry. I, but let's 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 finish yeah, don't, this. Don't out. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so this is the late Kurt Cobain's 1959 Martin D-18 acoustic guitar that he used during the MTV Unplugged performance in 1993. The guitar sold just last year in a Los Angeles auction, and bidding started at U.S. dollars $1 million. It sold for $5 million. Over or under? Greg. Uh, under. Under. Nick. Over. Nick's got you, buddy. Sold for $8 million. Wait. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I got confused. It's a tricky game. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah, $8 million. I couldn't believe that. It's now the yeah. officially the most expensive guitar ever, really. guitar ever sold. Yeah. Wow. When you think of like the Eric Clapton Blackie Strat, the Dave Gilmore Black Strat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... Previously had the record. Do you know? Do you know about Pretty that? Crazy. I don't. The owner of the Colts. Oh, Bob Ursay. Jim Ursay. You know. You know what he said when someone asked him, like, "Why? Why did you buy that guitar?" He's huh. like, "I just really f-ing love Pink Floyd." <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The reason. I appreciate that. <laughs> also, I wish I had that kind of. I wish I had that kind of money. <laughs> also, you know what happened? That, that Kurt Cobain guitar. You know who sold it? <clears throat> no. It was uh, Franc- Francis Cobain's ex-husband. It was given to him Ooh. by Francis during their marriage, and then they divorced. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's right. pretty. That's, that's a pretty good tidbit, Nick. Oh. Should we give him some bonus points for that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you had eight points. Uh, Greg had four, so I'll give him three points for that. Nice. It's a close game. It was a very close game, guys. <laughs> Thank you for playing over under. Excellent work. Thank that was you. A good that one. was great. That was fun. No tears. No tears. That's what we were shooting for. All right, guys. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, if you got some extra spending money, as you know, we all do in this mm-hmm. day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just sitting around looking for things to spend. In the market for a broken guitar string. Right. Hmm. You know, there are some deals out there to be had. Where do you wait? Where do you put that? What's that? In the display case, sir. How, would you, how do you get a display case for a broken guitar string? If you're spending $5,000 in a guitar string, you can find a display case for it. Trust me. It's going in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Greg, Yo. tell some people how to get in touch with us, please. Right, you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Listen to us wherever podcasts are heard. That's Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend. You should check it out. Yes, you should. Thank Absolutely. you so much. It just sounds so cool now that we're on X. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear they had another kid? Oh, yeah. What was the name of Elon? Their, their new kid? Yeah. Oh, God. His, that should have been a question. His names are all wild. Yeah, I have no idea. Techno Mechanicus. <laughs> <laughs> Techno Mechanicus. The kid's name is Techno Mechanicus. That's right. Wow. Why didn't I think of that? All right, boys. It's been a good time. Great to see you guys. We'll see you back here next week. How about that? Awesome. Later. Peace.